I got a doozy for you today. But before we get to that, I want to say thank you for watching, for listening. Maybe you're on your drive. Maybe you're at home lounging in a chair or watching on your phone. I'm on YouTube. I'm on all the podcasts. So you can watch and or listen. And I appreciate that very much. I hope that you get inspired. You learn something or maybe just think differently or something enters your consciousness that you already knew and it reminds you, et cetera. That's why continual learning and consuming content is important, mostly because it just brings things that, from my experience, what I found is brings things that we kind of know or we kind of already have an intuition for, brings it to the front of the mind, and then it kind of nags at us, you know? It's like that little stick in your mind that won't go away, and you have to address that, do something with that, right? That's good. That's how we make things happen. That's how we fight inertia is we have unresolved things or we have things that we told ourselves we would do. And every time we think about it, we remind ourselves that we're not living up to what we said and we're procrastinating, et cetera. So I hope that the show serves some of that or all of that for you. And we have a daily show posting daily. So keep that in mind that if you want to watch more, get a dose daily or get a dose weekly or get a dose monthly. It doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. Today's topic, today's topic is... 7,500 people die a day in America. Now, if you're COVID sensitive, if you're political, if you're politically sensitive on this topic in any way, I urge you to keep listening. (laughs) I don't urge you to turn this off because that's actually how you build an echo chamber for yourself. Okay. I want to talk about just straight facts here. And I'm going to do my best to make it as not suggestive as possible. I'm going to literally ask questions and I'm going to give you things to think about, okay? The reality is before 2020, we have, still do, in 2020, okay, about 2 million Americans dying a year. That's something around 7,500. It might be 2.5 million. Oh, here it is, 2.7 million Americans, okay? Now, I do talk about COVID here, but let's just kind of wait till we can get to that. If 2.7 million Americans die a year, and you can actually look at the the charts, it's heart disease number one, that's about 600K. You have cancer, it's about 400K. You have medical error, it's actually the third third leading cause of death in America, medical error, which is obviously preventable. Then you have Alzheimer's and you have autoimmune issues, respiratory illness, things like that. And then you have accidents, accidental death accounts for like, I believe it's 150 to 170, 170,000 a year with about 40,000 of that being cars. Right, but where's the outrage about us driving? You know, where's the outrage about medical error? Even though that's three hundred thousand a year, that means in two years more people have died supposedly of medical error uh, than COVID. Because again, I say supposedly because COVID is supposed to be around six hundred k. That's what they're saying right now. Though those numbers are obviously inflated, right? They're obviously inflated. Okay, but even if they weren't. Even if 600K is absolutely for sure that we know that many people died, you know, quote unquote, from COVID or from a complication with COVID, which just means that you were already sick and then COVID messed you up, okay? Which is, again, a nuance and a very important contextual point that nobody makes, nobody talks about. So in two years, doctors, nurses, and medical staff have killed the same amount of people that thus far, in fact, we're almost at two years, that thus far in 18 months have died from COVID or COVID complications. But everybody is hailing the doctors and the essential workers in the hospitals as these end-all, be-all, amazing, like omni-know-all beings like that can do no wrong. <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know? And what people don't understand, because uh, they don't really understand the history of medical 
practice of medical innovation, of medical science, the history of medicine is really, really dangerous. And a lot of people that went to the doctor did not come back from the doctor. That was actually the bulk of it. Back in the day, let's say early 1900s and 1800s, going to a doctor in a lot of cases was a death sentence because of the things that they would do to you would actually kill you. They would bloodlet you when really what you needed was a blood transfusion. Maybe you needed more blood. They were draining out the most precious life force you have for combating whatever it was. A lot of uh, people believe that's how Washington died because he had a fever and they bloodlet him like so much freaking blood, then eventually die from it. It's just like unbelievable. That was a common practice. Or using leeches, right? Or just... All these really bad ideas, right? We're not hand-washing. If you actually dive into the history of hand-washing and two doctors that tried to call out the medical establishment and tried to bring this, even to research in their own hospitals with a simple hand-washing solution and it literally completely stopped preparal fever, which is something that killed women after giving birth, doctors didn't want to hear it. Those doctors were usually fired or ostracized. One guy went crazy because... All of his colleagues just didn't, they wouldn't listen to reason. They didn't like the idea that it was their fault that people were dying because they weren't washing their hands. And so what doctors would do is they would go to the ward and they would deal with morgues and do all kinds of other things, not wash their hands, then go and deliver babies. And this happened also as doctors became more involved and you had more men doing midwifery, which is what midwives used to do. It used to be women midwives, and they had hand-washing practice, whatever. And then doctors came in. And again, at the time, they didn't really know about germs or any of these different things. So they didn't wash their hands. But it became very lucrative to deliver babies and be more included in that process. It, again, an economic incentive. And potentially hundreds of thousands or millions of poor children grew up without mothers in a time when growing up without mothers, on like the 1800s, 1700s, 1900s, was... I mean, almost a death sentence, right? It was just really, really bad to grow up as an orphan in those times. 2.7 million Americans die a year with most of these being preventable lifestyle-related diseases. And this is the real crux of the matter here. 600,000 from heart disease, okay? Now, before I move on to the other ones like cancer, medical air, whatever, let's think about this a second. 600,000 a year in America die from heart disease. This has been going for a long time, and it will keep going. In 2020, is no different. Now, how many of the people in 2020 that died from a complication with heart disease also had COVID or also didn't, but got tested with a PCR test that have a ton of false positives and then got written down as a COVID death, which we know has been happening. There's so much data. There's so many anecdotes of this going on, right? Hospitals were even getting paid to alter birth certificates to say it was a COVID death. And all of this is just craziness. Like it's unbelievable how much of these, again, I call them accidental conspiracies because I don't think people conspired ahead of time. It just happened. And then, then certain responses to them and certain political incentives and whatever created all this weird moral hazard. And it just happened that way, right? So I don't, I don't again, believe there's like a, some shadowy figure or elite controlling these things. I think this stuff just happened. And the governments around the world and money included and all these different things has made it as an opportunity for governments to take more power and remove rights and do what governments do, do what powerful does, more power, more power, more power, more control. They always want more power and control because that's how it makes their position stronger. It's just like humans. We always want more money, right? We always want more money because... More money is better than less money. It strengthens our position. It makes us safer, more secure. It's the same thing with power. 
So if you have 600,000 Americans that died in 2020 from heart disease, and if COVID wasn't around or we weren't paying attention to it, or we weren't testing every single person that dies from heart disease for like the flu or some other thing, then that would have never been reported that way. But because we had a reason to test for this specific thing with a faulty test that always like a lot tests for false positives, then you have a literal massive amount of people that entered that total COVID number that if we weren't even thinking to test for it, wouldn't even have been there. So basically what I'm saying is just those that die from heart disease, which is 600,000, who knows what percent has gone towards that 600K COVID death that they keep citing in the news. They call it one in 500, you know, just another narrative propaganda trick to lie with statistics, basically. Then we got 400K cancer. Then we got 300K medical error. Then we got autoimmune, we got respiratory, et cetera, et cetera. And all these are lifestyle prevented and lifestyle related. So here's the thing. We already know that the majority of COVID deaths are people with comorbidities. So it's like 90% or something, meaning they already have an underlying health condition, but it's not their fault, right? It's not their fault. They're obese, they're sick, they're this or that, they smoke, whatever it is. That's not their fault, right? That's so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre to me. So we think we can play God with some virus, something in nature and create some vaccine or gene therapy, spike protein based, never before tested long-term and never before been viable up until 2020 when there was an FDA exemption. Again, facts here, straight facts. (laughs) It's another example of humanity thinking we can play God and governments and elite and all these people thinking they can play God. And anyone knows that's the first principles thinker or that's a student of history knows that you can't. So the question becomes, how many of the 2.5 million deaths in America last year were administered a COVID test? Well, if they were an American hospital, I guarantee you that every single person that died in the medical system, and even some that died in a car crash, like the dude in a motorcycle accident in Florida, came to the hospital and was labeled a COVID death because he got hit by a car basically and died. How many of those people, I believe it's about 100%. If you died in the medical system in 2020, after March, that is, you were administered a COVID death and there were financial incentives and political incentives to write down as many COVID deaths as possible. So again, we have 2.7 million people that probably died. Like that's a rough number. This is based on historical averages, but it's pretty consistent. It's around 2.5 million people every year are going to die in America. And a lot of those people are going to enter the medical system in one way or another right? Because the hospital comes, picks up the body, maybe that goes to a morgue or whatever. You know, there's like obviously private things that do that. I don't really know the business side of like dead people that died outside the system, but a lot of people that are about to die enter the medical system through ambulance or going to the hospital, whatever. So they enter that medical system and that medical system is incentivized in more ways than one to try to convince themselves that that person is a COVID positive thing though, so that if they die, it adds to the death count. And if they die, they get money. And if they even just, I think they even get money if they just even treat a COVID patient. Like it's just insanity to me. It's complete insanity. So that should have you thinking. I got a few more notes here. This piece is going to be on the website over Coach. And really, this is what I want you to do. I want you to start asking questions. I want you to start looking at the math, start using your critical thinking muscle. And what you'll see is that maybe you believe that the COVID thing is kind of dangerous or, you know, is, is a threat or 
it's just something that you want to protect yourself against. So like you want to wear your mask, you want to social distance, whatever, that's fine. Uh, you shouldn't be eating seed oils and you should be losing a lot of weight because if you're really afraid, that's the only thing that's actually going to help you. I won't get into the problems with social distancing or mask wearing or even gene therapy or even vaccines, right? Like those are all independent studies, deep rabbit holes you have to go down. But the thing that's going to actually make you bulletproof so you don't actually care about COVID, like I don't give two shits about whether I have it or not. I'm not afraid of giving it at all. I forget to wash my hands plenty of the times when I'm going out and about or like touching handles or whatever. And I actually don't even think that's really how it spreads. I think there's some interesting information on like that's not really how it works and COVID particles don't just like go through the air and infect people. I think that a lot of that is based on really bad ideas and obviously political narrative. But when you're healthy and eating clean, not eating seed oils, not eating a ton of sugar and grains, not eating processed food and you're healthy, you're sleeping, you're exercising, you're getting daily sunlight, it's like... You are so far removed from having any idea whatsoever about like why people are afraid of this thing. The flu kills millions of people a year, right? Yet you don't see politicians walking around fear-mongering about it. You don't see forcibly putting masks on children and doing all this kind of ridiculous, literal child abuse, psychological abuse to to not only uh, kids, but also adults. And that's why suicide rates have been massive because of all the craziness we're doing and all the removal of humanity and all the like tribalism and the, the us first end that you get from all this crap. The reason this happened is because we were in a hyper-connected world. It took a certain convergent of properties in our society, Twitter, Instagram, you know, Google, all these different things. And the ability to share and spread information at rapid fire that basically made it so that this COVID virus went viral. That's what happened. The COVID virus went viral, just like a YouTube video goes viral. And then the politicians and anybody that standed to benefit because they could build a brand around making you afraid or build a brand around them being an epidemiologist or whatever, people took advantage of it. They continually talked about it and politicized it and propagandized it and promoted it. And that's why you see all the craziness. It was just an opportunity. COVID was an opportunity for people to benefit themselves. Governments, individuals, whatever. Like I said, governments always want more power. It's part of the job. Get as much power as possible and then protect it. Protect it with false claims, narratives, identity politics, crap like that. That's the name of the game. And that's why usually those that become successful politicians are either sociopaths or psychopaths. It's a removal of you know certain human instincts of, of care and of like honesty with seeking truth and like wanting to do what's right rather than wanting to do what sounds right or wanting to say something that sounds good and then convincing yourself of that because that benefits you. So I wouldn't go into the rest of this piece. You can get more of this on Colin.coach on the website. And I mean, maybe I'll do a part two on this. I don't know. Like I kind of get sick of talking about this to be honest, but here we are September, 2021. And we're still talking about this and Governments are still, I mean, now vaccine mandates is the newest thing, which is a complete violation of everything America's built on. And it's just stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't actually do anything. And it's just another form of control and manipulation. So I felt the need to say something because I was just writing one day and this just came out of me. It's things that I've been knowing for a while and that whatever, it had to come out. So it came out and now I'm good. I probably don't, don't have to talk about for this for a while. Uh, and I hope... No matter where you fall on this spectrum of belief, you 
at least accept a few things that politicians lie. They always have. They always will. Politicians want power and money and anybody with power and money wants more power and money. Humans always do things that benefit themselves. More attention, more ability to like criticize people or blame somebody for some death because they, they don't have mass policy or other ridiculousness like that is all about getting attention, power, and status. That's all it is. This is a big power, attention, status, money game. That's all, that's all, all of this is. It's not about safety. It's not about compassion. It's not about caring about people. It's not about a Hippocratic oath now. It's about politics, agenda, status, money, and power. Get on the Better Human newsletter over at Colin.coach and support today's show by checking out upgradedformulas.com to get special nano minerals that regardless of gut health, your body will absorb and that will help you fix your minerals. Minerals are massive for actually managing heavy metals in your body and also having beneficial minerals that your body needs to function. And I did the hair test and then I figured out what my levels were and then bam, I'm now optimizing on a daily basis every morning. I got my water with my minerals right there on the counter and I use that to get my levels up. I need more sodium, I need more potassium, I need more magnesium and I'm also taking iodine because it's one of the most efficient minerals uh, in all people. It's like 97% of average people are deficient in iodine. It's that bad. And if you eat a lot of seaweed, then you're okay, but not a lot of us eat seaweed, right? So upgradedformulas.com and use code BETTERHUMAN for a 15% off. I highly recommend the hair test, but if you don't want to do that or you want to wait, at least get like the magnesium and the iodine. Those are two things that I just promise you, no matter what your test says, you're going to need them. That's it for today. I'll see you in the next one. 